0: Muncie, Indiana has been called the most studied city of its size in America. It has long served as a bellwether, a quintessential American small city. The history is important and well-documented, but what is it like to move here in the 21st century? Join me, Jonathan Balmer, a new Munsonian, as I interview the people around town who make Muncie truly unique. Welcome to Meeting Muncie. I'm here with Mike Martin, the founder of The Common Market, a musician, community activist, and teacher of entrepreneurship. Hi, Mike. Thanks for joining me and having a conversation with me today. Thanks for having me. I guess I should first ask you, how did you become a Munsonian? When did you come to Muncie and how did that story unfold?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'm from Fairmount, actually, which is a little tiny, tiny town, like 30 minutes from here, 30, 45 minutes in the country. It's kind of between here and Marion, Indiana. And my friends and I came over to Muncie because one of uh, our friend's brothers was going to Ball State. And when we had graduated high school and were looking for somewhere to go, I said, you know, Muncie's pretty cool for East Central Indiana, especially compared to some other cities around here. There was just a lot more fun, artistic kind of cultural things to do, like through Ball State. You know, they just a good art scene and music scene. And so that's what brought me here and kept us here. How long ago was that? Long time now, 25, 24 years.
0: And what exactly do you do around here now? I said the common market, i listed some of the things you do, but I don't know if everyone listening knows what the common market is or exactly what you're trying to do here.
1: Yeah, the common market is a little corner neighborhood store at the corner of 8th and Hoyt in the Thomas Park Avondale neighborhood, which we're sitting at the kitchen table of right now. You know, it's your typical corner store, um, that you would think of, you know, that used to be in a neighborhood, kind of a center point where kids go for penny candy, right. And the, the neighbors come to gossip and keep an eye on things and have coffee. And plus we have pizza and hot dogs. We sell guardian beer, um, which is a local Muncie brewery. And, um, and it's really it's also a platform for block up change and the idea is we're democratizing the access to abundance through our platform the common market and that platform is kind of the, the corner community grocery store in delhi and and making it be a spot where the community can come together
0: and from what i understand there's also plans at least perhaps even more than plans for a community farming to take place here is that right
1: yes um This is located at 900 West 8th Street. At 920 West 8th Street is an old factory that had been abandoned um, called the Plank Brothers. it was actually founded originally by the Plank Brothers here um, who came to Muncie from Russia. They were Jewish immigrants from Russia. They came in 1922 and founded this factory here and launched really a lot of really great companies out of it which is what we want to do is help reinvent modern manufacturing in Muncie and um, it's an example is muncie power products if you've ever heard of, it's one of our big big corporations it's huge downtown launched out of that building and so behind it is two and a half acres rough a little over two acres that we're starting the urban farm in and so part of that will be a community focused and community oriented farm and ran by members here in the community. And then we'll sell here at the market and use the toppings on our pizza, tacos, things like that eventually. So in a perfect world, that's what we're we're working towards is the closed loop system right here on this block that supports the neighborhood creating jobs and equity for local ownership.
0: You seem to have your hand in a lot of different things and a lot of different interests. Uh, you're a musician. I, Talking to you, the first time I came into this store, you said you recorded a couple albums even, I think, in the back room. You are a teacher of impact entrepreneurship uh, at Ball State on some Tuesday nights. How, how did those parts of your lives start to intersect? What, what, what led to all these different branches of the kind of work that you're doing here?
1: Yeah. The music was the start to it. There was a music venue downtown Muncie that was there from 1992 to 2012 called Doc's Music Hall. And Dr. John Peterson was the founder of that. He's still a doctor at Ball Memorial. And he just really taught me the, the importance of community and a place for the artists to gather and do what they do. And there really isn't a lot of that in, you know, East Central Indiana in general or Muncie. And just knowing that without these kinds of things that, you know, a young man like me might not get a chance to pursue his musical career, you know, which I've been able to do because of that. And so that is where the idea you know, comes from of a community focused, you know, and impact entrepreneurship is, is that idea of from the block up community development. And just over time, seeing the needs and, food insecurity, the the need to have sovereignty over our food systems, especially being from the Midwest, you see that a few multinational corporations really control the whole food system of the United States and that without being able to address that and actually have ownership and equity in our food system, you know, basically we that's a big part of, you know, if you look at towns like Muncie and throughout the Midwest then as globalization set in, which isn't, you know, in and of itself a bad thing, it, the the fact that it extracted and exploited the resources of towns like Muncie versus used that as an investment platform to rise the boats, rise the tide for all boats, and so that's that's where really understanding those systems and how they work and the economics of it and how much power that those multinational corporations hold looking at what can we do to start, you know, on the block level, empowering changemakers to, you know, own their own food systems. You know, it seems that that would be an American value and ideal to me.
0: And Muncie's not the first place that you've done this kind of work. You were also doing some work in South Carolina or North Carolina Charles at the time? In
1: South Carolina. And the, the common market idea actually comes from Charlotte, North Carolina, which is, a, we played in one of these that hosts music. That's how I first played in one. And we got in one. I said, man, are we playing in a grocery store? And then the, the owner or the manager came over and said, hey, you know, you're the band. We'll put you in front of milk. Nobody buys milk at night. And so we played in this little grocery store. It was really awesome. And I said, man, we need one of these in Muncie i've also done a lot of work like this in charleston south carolina where i also uh, spend a lot of my time and we have a recording studio down there much like this one and hopefully that'll be the second common market and the first franchise of it the idea of the common market is it's an open source franchise system which communities can take and adapt our model and we're almost eight years and now to this one and the idea is that after 10 years we'll have real-time data of exactly how to do this step-by-step for any community that wants to get input in their own and the idea with it is imagine if all the dollar generals of the world paid into back into the community and reinvested their profits back into the communities that they sold their products to versus extracting it out to wall street
0: The Common Market here in Muncie, you said it's been um, a project, uh, Labor of Love, for about eight years. Uh, I understand, though, that 2023, when we're speaking here in January, is kind of a milestone as far as uh, things being opened up and uh, and some of the goals that you've been eyeing are happening this year. Would you mind telling us, uh, telling me what some of those goals have been and what's new in 2023?
1: Yeah, we just got um, through the process of getting our beer wine license, which is part of the deli. Like really what makes a common market kind of tick is it's kind of a beer wine deli, you know, little corner store. You come in, have sandwiches and we also serve great coffee on tap. We have a lot of stuff like ginger beer and a lot of craft sodas that, you know, um, but getting that is a big part of the business model. Six months before that, we were just able to get our Um, prepared food license through the Delaware County Health Department because through a couple of grants we received last year we were able to put in the handicap accessible bathroom and a licensed kitchen facility which that was the start to being able to prepare the deli and then from there the next step was to get the beer wine license so we could really have the the full common market experience that that I first saw in Charl in Charlotte So, yes, those are huge milestones because now it can actually be what a common market's supposed to be.
0: And uh, you're not doing this work alone. Who is coming alongside you as this kind of vision for a common market has unfurled?
1: Yeah, a lot of community people, as they realize what we're dealing with, dove in. Um, Some of the people we met here the other day, the Muncie Food Hub partnership has been a big one. I, I teach the Impact Entrepreneurship class with Christiana Mann from the Hospitality Innovation and Leadership um, Division of Ball State. That's where she teaches in, and she's the one that got us to start teaching the class on Tuesday nights. That class is free to the public, uh, even though it's at Ball State. Anybody that wants to take it can take it, and uh, it just it. In the process, you're walking from concept to actualization of your idea, and let's say. If you have an idea that you want to implement in your neighborhood because you think you can address food insecurity or um, the unhoused population or anything really, like you have an idea that you believe can, you know, create jobs in your area and bring back local ownership whatever it is you walk through that process and the idea is that you can go at the end to a shark tank and pitch your idea whether that be to investors or the city or state governments or you know down the line but you have all that in line to and so, so with that a lot of the community people that have realized what we're doing and supporting it you know and then also a lot of friends and family my dad's my business partner and so we've been doing this together. My dad and I lived in this building for a long time together by ourselves um when we didn't have any of the stuff up to date on the food license, all that stuff, and we showered at the planet of fitness you know and so yeah, there's been a lot of great local people, you know including my family, that's you know helped
0: What has the reception from the surrounding community been like? I recall. The first time I entered in here, someone came in just looking for cat food. Are people curious of what kind of store it is that has corner store items and coffee and wine and beer and a music venue? It's an eclectic mix. So I wonder, I'm just wondering, do you have any stories about people walking in and what their uh, perception of the common market is? Absolutely. They, one of
1: the first things that uh, ever, so many people say as they come in is, Oh my gosh, I, I wondered what was in here. I you know, I, I drove by. It's kinda how you guys came in, right? You said we were walking by or you were driving by or something and and that's one it really intrigues people. Obviously there's a picture of Gandhi painted on the side of it, you know. There is, yeah. And that mantra, you know, what one of Gandhi's mantras, be the change you wish to see in the world. And the place is meant to be a living platform that inspires and empowers change. And so that mantra's on the side there just to show people to be the change and I think a lot of people have had a tendency to want to see the worst and where we're at in this journey of the American dream. And there's a lot of things that still need fixing. Um, and people need hope. And that's what I think as much as anything is that they see hope here and authenticity. And that's what they really respond to. And there's a local group here called the Game Changers and it's a riding club. All these guys are local guys that had been, you know, in and out of prison, dealing with the addiction there. A lot of them are very involved in NA, the Narcotics Anonymous locally here and trying to help each other. And they came to me one day, um, all guys that live right here in the neighborhood and said, hey, you know, we see what you guys have been doing here and we wanna be a part of it. We're, We're starting to see that it's not just our lives, it's now our kids and now even our grandkids' lives are affected by this. And we're worried about the future of, the neighborhood, our families, the kids, because we realized, you know, we were part of the problem for a long time, and now we want to be part of the solution, and I think that's one of the most amazing things that's happening, you know, with it, is that people do seem to see it and want to be a part of it.
0: Gandhi, as you mentioned, is on one side. The, on the other side, as I drove in here, there is the motto of uh, the common market. It's, create is part of it. Yeah. Oh, Can you remind yeah, yeah, me of yeah, it? Yeah. What is eat, it? Eat,
1: play, create.
0: Eat, play, create. Yeah. so
1: the eat, you know, is pretty obvious. <laughs> and then the play and the create, play yeah. music, the music as well. Formed. And
0: what what would create be in part as part of it? Uh, creating community or...
1: Creating community, like you talk about making the records here for the music, so creating art and using this platform for that, you know, to create intellectual property, whether that's um, books or music or... We have local entrepreneurs that sell their purses in here, that sell some of their printed goods. These are local artisans in the neighborhood. And so if you want to create um, your own business, if you want to create art, this is a place you can do that and create community.
0: If someone were new to Muncie and you were trying to tell them about this city,
1: what would you want them to know? first and foremost and this is what i hear from several people and i feel the same way is that the people of muncie are amazing you know that the community of muncie is such a caring focused community you know that is what i would want them to know first after that i would want people to know a couple things one is that it's it's a great community to raise a family in and the cost of living is really amazing and so you there, there's a lot of opportunities here for working people that aren't necessarily everywhere because of the you know the cost of living today before inflation. After inflation, it's only worse for a lot of the working class people. And that this is here we can do that. And we have a major university. We have a great local theater. We have a lot of great local businesses, a really thriving downtown, um, a couple breweries, uh, several art galleries. Um, several entrepreneur uh, centers and incubators, you know, they're just, for a town this size, um, especially with, you know, in East Central Indiana where the population had been shrinking for a while as people were leaving looking for jobs and, you know, better opportunities in that way, that there are these amenities here that are available and that, that it's a very supportive community if you want to do any of those things and it's a great place to do that, to launch a business, to, to start a family, to get your education, to, you know.
0: When you think of some of those challenges that you mentioned, what made you want to, to stay and uh, kind of put roots here in this particular corner of Muncie rather than leave, like so many people have some out of an economic necessity because there weren't the jobs here Uh, some just looking for different opportunities what what made you want to stay here particularly in muncie as someone who has had experience in other cities and other places in america
1: you know i was talking about dr john peterson and how much because of what he had started at Doc's Music Hall downtown and shared that with the local artist community. And that in turn was a big driving force in the revitalizing of downtown Muncie, which if you look back over the last 20 years, now going on 23 years. But just what's happened here since you know the turn of the century. And if you go to other surrounding cities like Anderson or Muncie or Anderson or Marion or Richmond or just these other mid-level cities, you don't see a downtown like ours and that docks was a big part of that. And so seeing that you can really make a difference and how much it means here. Um, My family's all from this area. You know, my dad and I live a block behind the store here together. So this is home and family and wanting Indiana and the Midwest to be something that we can all be proud of and something that offers opportunity to the families that live here that's that's why you know is again that be the change you wish to see and um i i graduated high school in 1995 and so i i did grow up around these areas before the immense globalization had set in like said in of itself globalization is not a bad thing I, i believe the old saying that when goods don't cross borders soldiers do is very true i believe that was a Baptiste quote um but what didn't happen was the reinvestment of those profits back like again where we're at you asked about the the factory down the road where the urban farm is going to be our neighbor is the old abandoned general motors property which is on the idem indiana department of environmental management um, brownfield list you know because of its toxicity and the the ground levels and and so when I was, when I first came to you asked me, when I got here about 20 years ago, that was still a General Motors factory that employed you know, hundreds of people making you know, above living wage with benefits, with all these things. And, and so just knowing that it, this isn't how it has to be, you know, but it's gonna take people who really wanna dig in and see it get better and, and understand that it's not a quick fix, right? It wasn't a quick thing that happened. And so that's what just to be, again, that that mantra on the wall, right? Be the change you wish to see. And what's really cool when you ask about people coming to the market is all the people that come in from around the neighborhood to say, hey, this means so much to us. I used to come down this store with my grandma. I used to, you know, they grew up in this area all owning, this is probably one of the most owner occupied areas of Muncie at one time, because so many people that lived right here in this neighborhood worked at General Motors or one of the supporting factories that went with it. There was a local grocery store, you know, quarter mile down the road. There's an advanced auto right behind it. This was a, you know, a self-contained thriving community at one time. And a lot of people today, when you asked about, you know, why we're doing these things, some of the things happening in Muncie, Today, people often think of this as a disadvantaged neighborhood, and data-wise, statistically, right, it's on the federal um, list of communities that are considered federally, you know, blighted because of all of the, you know, data that supports, you know, uh, every facet of economic growth. And like we talk about in a shrinking community, you know, you get the opposite effect, right? Is which, like Charleston, where I was, a growing economy, it's nothing like. Muncie is right now. Um, and so that's, you know, that I've just seen that And I get that just, it, it inspires me that, that it, there is another way and that the next generation should and can have hope. And that's part of our job, right? As stewards of our community is to give them a place that has hope. I'd read recently and listened to it on some different podcasts and interviews that, this is the first generation that hasn't as uh, collectively expected to do better than their parents for the first time in American modern history, right? That the idea until recently, every generation had kind of thought, yeah, I'll do better than my parents up to the last 20 years. And now there is this lack of belief that things will get better and be better. So I just
0: wanted to ask you some final questions from inside the Muncie studio. Okay.
1: What is your favorite word? I guess it depends on what context, right? There's a lot of words that, you know, depending on the context, if I had to pick one, there's, there are a couple words that, that mean a lot to me. Abundance, mastery, community, self-determination. I guess that's more of a saying, maybe. Those are, those it, are words. It's that hyphenated. Yeah. It we'll count <laughs> self-determination. Yeah, those, those are words that really strike a chord with me.
0: What is your least favorite word? Victimhood, maybe. What word comes to your mind when you think of Muncie?
1: Home and community.
0: What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Yeah,
1: Creatively, I I love music of all kinds, but country music particularly is my favorite. Spiritually, all the ancient teachings um, of all religions. I read the Bible daily for inspiration, but I also, you know, read the Buddhist teachings and the, the Ayurvedic teachings and the Hindu teachings and Islamic teachings. And I, I find that there's a common thread there that should unite all those, though it seems to still divide. So that inspires me to, to think that spirits that all God's children could overcome that together and live that dream. And emotionally, I think it's people coming in here you know, and seeing that the hope in their eyes and just their their belief in what we're doing because it means so much to them because they thought nobody cared. And they come here and they think that, uh, you know, there's hope again that, hey, you know, maybe it's not, but maybe people do care. And to see that genuine, you know, hope and compassion and, and excitement in their eyes is really inspiring. Blaming others, small mindedness, the belief that things have to be one way that people can't create their own solutions. I, I believe a lot in the American dream and the, the, the very principles of the American fabric. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, a government of the people for the people, and things that are contrary to that really turn me off. So what excites you about Muncie? There's so many different levels on it, that what, the, what it's meant to me from my artistic career. The opportunity here to do something cool and what's possible because of some of the unique situations in muncie the cost of living different things
0: what sound or noise do you love
1: country music
0: what sound or noise do you hate small-minded
1: conversation i think
0: what profession other than your own would you like to attempt
1: in another life i would have loved to have been a lawyer farmer
0: What profession would you not like to do?
1: Though I would do it and would do it if called, and I understand the importance of it, the military has never been a thing that, you know, I've been so fortunate to live in times of relative peace. That's not an absolute that it's hard to imagine having to make the ultimate sacrifice. What do you hope to see in Muncie's future? A cultural renaissance that is carried over to the Middletown study and beyond, and extend it out to the American fabric of the Republic. If
0: heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
1: Come on in y'all. Thank you, Mike.
0: (laughs) Thanks for having a conversation. with Yeah, thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of Meeting Muncie, please share it with a friend and give us a five-star rating on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Our home on the web is anchor.fm slash meeting dash Muncie. You could leave a voice message there that we might play in the show. Write the show a letter or send a suggestion for a Munsonian you think should be interviewed on Meeting Muncie at meetingmuncie at gmail.com. Mike Martin records music with the group Mike Martin and the Beautiful Mess. You can find their music in the show notes if you'd like to support or end with one of their songs. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you around town.